The media make me want to vomit and never stop vomiting. So you remember last week, there was some weirdo and he's at a Donald Trump event. And he asks Trump a question and he talks about how Muslims are the worst. And in the process, he says that Barack Obama is a Muslim. And Donald Trump, of course, doesn't correct the guy. He doesn't say anything. Well, of course, this sets the media on fire because Donald Trump is not John McCain who would have corrected him right off the bat. And so that means that it's not just about Donald Trump anymore. Now the media have to ask Dr. Ben Carson whether a Muslim can be president. So here is my question. Why ask the question? Is there a Muslim running? Did I miss it? Did Bernie Sanders recite the Shahada while we weren't looking? Is Hillary Clinton secretly grabbing the prayer? What is going on? And this isn't even the media's first dumb question of the week. You remember in the debate last week, the Republicans were all asked about this Texas Muslim kid who took the guts out of a clock and then brought it to school, and then he got suspended because you're not allowed to bring things that look like bombs to school. But meanwhile, no more questions for Hillary about her emails, and no more questions for Obama about Syrian refugees, and no more questions about the Iran deal, no more questions about increasing poverty. All the real questions go away. But at least we now know where Ben Carson stands on the Muslim candidates for president. And I cannot wait to hear where he stands on the Wiccans. I desperately want to hear about what he thinks, whether can witches be president? And besides Hillary Clinton, what unbelievable stupidity. So Carson gives a really dumb answer politically. Uh, the real answer is that values, which can be defined by religion, but don't have to be, should determine whether somebody is a good candidate or not. But the question is way dumber than the answer and is way more insulting. It's designed to make Carson and all Republicans look like terrible bigots when the same media would destroy any candidate who based their understanding of gay marriage on Leviticus or, for example, thought that the world was created in six days with God resting on the seventh. Distaste for religion, it only matters when Republicans do it, but when Democrats and the media do it, it's called, of course, being reasonable. I'm Ben Shapiro, and this is The Ben Shapiro Show. Tend to demonize people who don't care about your feelings. So welcome, everybody. This is my long-awaited return, and I promised it would be here, and thus it has come. So much to talk about here on The Ben Shapiro Show. I want to get to in just a few minutes this terrible story the New York Times is reporting about how the United States military was actually covering up pederasty over in Afghanistan. Some of our allies were actually raping small young boys, which I guess is a thing over there. And President Obama's military was actually threatening to discipline anybody who reported it. So we'll get to that in just a second. But we start today with Dr. Ben Carson, who is on one of the Sunday shows with Chuck Todd. And he was specifically asked about Donald Trump and about Islam and about whether a Muslim could be a candidate for president of the United States, whether he would vote for a Muslim for president of the United States, which is an unbelievably dumb question. It's an unbelievably dumb question because there are zero Muslims running for president of the United States. I mean, we might as well ask him whether he thinks that we should be voting for bisexual black midgets for president of the United States. Like, what is the bearing? What does this have to do with anything? We do have the clip. Here is Dr. Ben Carson with Chuck Todd over on, what was this, NBC or CBS? One of the networks. Here we go. Let me ask you the question this way. Should a president's faith matter? Should your faith matter to voters? Oh, well, I guess it depends on what that faith is. If, if it's inconsistent uh, with the values and principles of America, then of course Okay, it so first matter. he starts, and he's exactly right. Of course, what he's saying there is that faith should matter if it's in conflict with the values of the Constitution. Then Ben Carson shows that he's sort of an amateur. And the reason that we need to point this out is because the polling numbers right now for Ben Carson are, are pretty solid, but I think you're going to see him fade. I think you're going to start to see another amateur, somebody like Carly Fiorina, pick up a lot of support 
in the face of, of Ben Carson. The latest polls, by the way, show that Donald Trump still has a pretty significant lead over the other candidates. CNN poll shows that Donald Trump has dropped from about 32% down to 24%, with Carly Fiorina rising up to 15%. Ben Carson's been stable at like 14%, somewhere in that neighborhood. But Ben Carson... If he keeps making mistakes like the one he's about to make right here, then he's going to drop in the polls. He starts off well, and then he gets off track. Again, the question's stupid, but he's still a presidential candidate, and he has an obligation to answer stupid questions well. He doesn't do that here. Here's Ben Carson uh, continuing. If it fits within the realm of, uh, of America and consistent with the Constitution, mm -hmm. uh, no problem. So do you believe that uh, Islam is consistent with the Constitution? Uh, no, I don't. I do not. I, I would not advocate that we put a Muslim in charge of this. Okay, let's pause it right there. Okay, so he gives another part of the answer right there. And again, the answer itself starts off okay. He's asked, is Islam in conflict with the Constitution? Now, there's a very strong case. Let's not be politically correct for a second. There's a very strong case that traditional Islam is not in consonance with the Constitution. Sharia law is not in consonance with the Constitution. There's no idea of balances and checks. In, in the Quran, there is certainly nothing in the history of Islamic countries to suggest that Islam itself would tolerate or be okay with or, or embrace the idea of American limited government constitutionalism. It just doesn't exist within Islam. Now, that doesn't answer the question that he then goes ahead and answers, which is, can a Muslim be president? Because let's be honest for a second. If you were to just read the, the Old Testament in, in, uh, just w without any reference to what Jews today think, if you're just to read the Old Testament— the Old Testament pretty much embraces monarchy, right? I mean, this is something that the Old Testament does. The New Testament as well. I mean, the, the, the idea of religion embracing governmental systems that are not pure democracies or constitutional democracies, that's nothing new. However, there is no question that the Judeo-Christian ethic is the soil in which American democracy, American small-r republicanism is rooted. Right? The same thing is not true of Islam. So you could say Islam itself is not in consonance with the Constitution, but... You could see a reinterpretation of Islam, or there are certain interpretations of Islam, or there may be a candidate who comes along, who's Muslim, who can interpret Islam in ways that would be conducive to belief in the United States Constitution. He could have done all of those things. He doesn't do any of those things. Instead, he just says he doesn't think a Muslim should be president, and then he tries to buy it back, and you'll see Ben Carson try to buy it back right here. Again, not the smoothest guy on his feet, and that is a problem in a presidential race. He'll continue. This nation, I absolutely would not agree with that. And you, would you ever consider voting for a Muslim for Congress? Uh, Congress is a, is, a, is a different story, but it depends on who that Muslim is and what their policies are, just as it depends on what anybody else says. You know? and, and, you know, if there's somebody who's uh, of any faith, but they say things and their life has been consistent with things that will elevate this nation, and make it possible for everybody to succeed and bring peace and harmony, then I'm, I'm with them. Okay, okay. So there's Ben Carson. That is not uh, the, the end of the answer. What he says about Congress is what he should have said about president, obviously, but he didn't, and so he got himself in all sorts of trouble. This, of course, left the door open to some of the more pandering members of the Republican caucus, people like Lindsey Graham. Uh, Senator Graham, who is in desperate need of some sort of bump in the polls and will grasp attention any place that he possibly can, and who, by the way, looks more and more these days like a Star Wars character. Uh, the, you know, the one who's the interpreter for Jabba the Hutt, who's got the red eyes and the, and the weird, like, <laughs> tentacle that comes across his neck. Uh, but but uh, Lindsey Graham, he, uh, he, he comes out and he blasts Ben Carson when asked about it. Here is Senator Lindsey Graham, 
talking about Ben Carson saying Carson should apologize. I think this shows that Dr. Carson's not ready to be commander-in-chief. He said that he didn't believe somebody of the Muslim faith could be loyal to the Constitution. My belief is that the 3,500, approximate 3,500 American Muslims wearing the uniform of the United States military are loyal to the country. They're fighting and dying for their nation. When I was Colonel Graham back in Afghanistan a couple of years ago, during the second election of Karzai, I had an opportunity to go to a polling station during the election with military members. Oh, here we in go. Okay, but this is enough of Lindsey Graham. We don't need to listen to him talk and translate Jabba. Uh, obviously, what he's saying is is true in the sense that there are many Muslim members of the United States military. Obviously, the rip on Carson is justified. It's also an opportunistic rip, and that's just who Lindsey Graham is, which is why he's not going to win any points with his audience. I'm not sure who he thinks he's talking to exactly, but this demonstrates this whole conversation demonstrates what is truly an incredible thing, which the media is desperate to paint Republicans as xenophobes, people who hate Muslims, people who dislike people of other cultures. And it's, and it's, it's a purposeful thing. It's a purposeful thing. And you can see that it's a purposeful thing because over the weekend, it wasn't just about Ben Carson, of course. CNN's Jake Tapper felt the need to ask Donald Trump, what is his problem with Muslims? What's the problem with Muslims? And here is this exchange with the ever-entertaining, oddly-coiffed Donald Trump Seen CNN's Jake Tapper and Donald Trump. Here we go. But anyway, we have training camps growing where they want to kill us. Mm -hmm. That's my question. When can we get rid of? We're going to be looking at a lot of different things, and you know, a lot of people are saying that, and a lot of people are saying that bad things are happening out there. We're going to be looking at that and plenty of other things. And Mr. Trump, forget the notion of defending President Obama for a second. I don't want to really talk about that. You are running to be president of the United States of America. Mm -hmm. That includes millions of peaceful, law-abiding Muslim American citizens who love this country. This man said, quote, we have a problem in this country. It's called Muslims. Now, you are not responsible for what he says, but this is raw, unvarnished, ignorant bigotry. You are a leader. You're the front runner in the Republican uh, race. Do you not have a responsibility to call out? Well, you know, we could be politically correct if you want, but certainly, if, are you trying to say we don't have a problem? Because I think everybody would agree. I have friends that are Muslims. They're great people, amazing people. And most Muslims, like most everything, I mean, these are fabulous people, but we certainly do have a problem. I mean, you have a problem throughout the world. What's the problem? Well, you have radicals that are doing things. I mean, it wasn't people from Sweden that blew up the World Trade Center, Jake. I get that, but to say we have a problem... <gasps> okay, let's stop it there. And, and, here's, and here's the problem with, with Jake Tapper. Tr this is why Trump is popular. Trump is popular because what he says there is absolutely true, and he's reframing the question. The way that Tapper asks the question originally, he says, what's the problem with Muslims? Because we have so many great Muslims. And Trump says, yeah, we have so many great Muslims, but that's not really who this guy is asking about. And well, what Trump is doing is he's focusing this guy's too broad criticism and his true broad and idiotic critique, and he's focusing it on on what is the real problem. This is why Trump is popular, because he sort of naturally does that. And, and of course, Trump is exactly right. But the fact that everybody is now being asked about this, this is what's shocking. This, it truly is. It's shocking to me. The juxtaposition between the odd idea that Republicans are the people who are anti-Muslim, and then the behavior of the Obama administration, which is anti-Muslim all over the world. More Muslims are suffering and dying and being raped because of President Obama and his weakness than anything that Republicans are saying about Islamic candidates for president of the United States or, or what they're saying at rallies. And here's the story that I referenced at the top of the show. Okay, there's a story from the New York Times today, quote, in his last phone call home, Lance Corporal Gregory Buckley Jr. told his father what was troubling him. 
From his bunk in southern Afghanistan, he could hear Afghan police officers sexually abusing boys they had brought to the base. Quote, at night we can hear them screaming, but we're not allowed to do anything about it, the Marine's father, Gregory Buckley Sr., recalled his son telling him before he was shot to death at the base in 2012. He urged his son to tell his superiors, quote, my son said that his officers told him to look the other way because it's their culture. According to the New York Times, the American policy of non-intervention is intended to maintain good relations with the Afghan police and militia units the United States has trained to fight the Taliban. It also reflects a reluctance to impose cultural values in a country where pederasty is rife, particularly among powerful men, for whom being surrounded by young teenagers can be the mark of social status. Uh, I do love how they, they term young boys young teenagers now. So when, when Michael Brown gets shot, then he is, he's just a teenager. He's not a young man, even though he's 18 years old. When a 12-year-old boy is getting raped, he must be a young teenager, according to the New York Times. Again, what the media do here, what they do, is they, they juxtapose the supposed xenophobia of Republicans with the supposed broad-mindedness of Democrats. Well, when the, the broad-mindedness of Democrats includes the rape of Muslim boys by other Muslims in Afghanistan, and American troops are supposed to not just sit there, but forward this, ignore it, foster it. You tell me who's anti-Muslim. Is it Dr. Ben Carson who's the real problem here? Or is it President Obama who's getting Muslims killed, getting Muslims drowned, and getting young Muslim boys raped in Afghanistan? This is The Ben Shapiro Show, and I am Ben Shapiro. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values, and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. PureTalk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So... I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. <laughs> 